Hey, welcome in to Antioch Tulsa's Relational Values Podcast. You are jumping in on season two, and we are glad you're here today. We got a special guest, Jubilee, in studio today. Welcome. Thank you. It's good Happy to have you. Happy to be here. Uh, just a quick note before we get into it. If you haven't heard or uh, uh, if you're just jumping in here in season two, if you have a moment in the near future in your next drive, head on back to season one and we break down all six of our relational values um, through story form. So six different people that helped plant Antioch Tulsa this last year. Uh, we go down in story form and kind of break down these six relational values that we see in the life of Jesus as we are on a journey of living out John 17, oneness with God and with each other. So check it out if you haven't, but pumped for Jubilee in studio today. Uh, Jubilee, you jumped in with us right when we started. Right. It was about a year ago. And so how did you get connected in all this? So I started going to Antioch Norman back in 2016 when I started college. I had heard about Antioch through my older sister. So this is a story, if that's okay. I didn't know this. Yeah, new story here. So she had been a counselor at a camp called Shepherd's Fold, and she had a group of seven to eight-year-olds one week as her campers. And they all were from Norman, and they went to Antioch. And I just remember her coming home and telling my family and I stories about how these seven and eight-year-olds prophesied over each other. No way. And then prophesied over her. And it just reminds me of, like, the verse about how, like, your sons and daughters will prophesy. And um, something about that just, like, made me want to go and try it out. And so the first Sunday I was in Norman, I went to Antioch and walked in and thought immediately, like, this is it, and stayed all the way up until May of 2022. Mm -hmm. But I met you and Robin. That's right. Yes. Very unexpectedly uh, in November, I think. 2021, yeah. 2021. You all made a visit, and I got put in a text with, you and Robin and I think it was Andrew Tiffany who yes, had yes. connected us and he said tonight there's a dinner and Austin and Robin are going yeah. <laughs> Austin and Robin are going to be talking about Antioch Tulsa and their dreams and visions and um, I went and I just remember you all sharing your hearts and I. <laughs> I initially thought I would stay in Norman for a very yeah. long time. And then this is when God was like. Wow, that was the moment. Yeah. Well. And after that. Yes, and after that. It totally. was a process. Totally. But, um, yeah, so we, you grew up in Tulsa. Yes, born and raised. Went to Norman. And then so then you came back to Tulsa partially for graduate school as well, right? Mm-hmm. For and grad so school. so what are you doing right now in life? Yeah, so I'm in grad school for social work, and I'm about to graduate August 4th, so soon, and I will be a school therapist, and I'm really excited about it, and glad I moved back here, Um, just because, I mean, 
the Lord placed like a spiritual family here yeah, and yeah. then my natural family is yeah. here. And so that's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So we moved here in June. We really started the church in August. You were there from day one. Mm-hmm. And so I had life group last, last fall, but then this last spring we started a culture class where we're really diving in on the weekly to these different relational values. And so going back to last fall, what was it like when you're like, Oh, culture class, never heard of this. Sure, I want to do it. Was that a pretty easy choice, or was it kind of like, what are we doing here? Yeah, no, it was an. <laughs> that's a good question. It was an easy choice, just because I wanted to dive deeper into relational values, and that's not something that was ever really presented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like ever, and so there's just a curiosity, like, totally. what's this going to be about? You know, we can zero in all day on Jesus's teaching. And Jesus' miracles, but it was always in the context of relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's like we, it's so easy to miss, A, his relationship with the Father, but then his relationship with whoever's in front of him, which right. is like all the time. <laughs> and the disciples and Pharisees and different people did some weird stuff. And so he did relationship. Yeah. Um, so tell me about the culture class. Like, how was that for you? I was very... Uh, just like presently pleasantly surprised um about how much I learned and we were able to just not only be taught about the relational values but put them into practice mm-hmm. and I think the practical side of it was um most challenging and um most I guess enlightening yeah couldn't really get away from it we Mm -hmm. had some fun learning labs yeah it's like oh wow this is very uncomfortable yeah let's do this um so like was there uh, a one or two values that really stuck out to you or yeah I'll start with the first one that really stuck out to me it's wholehearted authenticity and if anyone listening forgot the definition I can share it please enlighten us yeah um so wholehearted authenticity looks like bringing our hearts and perspectives into our relationships, um, not only with God, but with others and sometimes ourselves. And so <laughs> what that looked like practically for me, um, I can share a story real yeah, quick. Yeah. yeah, so entering culture class, um, I was kind of like on guard just with major transitions in life it's hard for me to like warm up um, to people to new environments and make transitions and so and just in general I like to take like a back seat to things Um, and so jumping into culture class I remember one night we always do, did communion, um, and so I remember going and walking up and grabbing, like, the tiniest piece of bread <laughs> and tipping it into the wine, and I went back. We were worshiping and taking communion, and I just, like, heard the Lord so gently say, like, you're taking like a piece of my sacrifice instead of the fullness of my sacrifice. And so 
in the in the kindest way possible yeah, like yeah, not totally. harsh at all his correction is never harsh but um yeah so i heard that and um is a challenge of course but um it just helped me like realize oh i want to like take more steps toward like engaging my heart with the people here yeah. in this like culture class, um, the people a part of the church and also my family. Like I want to be wholehearted with them and like share my perspective instead of like shutting off my heart toward yeah. them. Um, Cause that's, that can be easy to do in relationships if things aren't going the way you want them to or yeah, just put a ball. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I heard that and then... Before you get into that, so just before maybe how you would relate previously, kind of that mode of operation of taking a back seat, was that just kind of how you have always functioned? Yes. So like in social settings or... Right. In work environments or mm-hmm. even church, previous church experiences? Yes. Got it. So just like taking that seed of like a observation. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know. Absolutely. Um, and so I think the next class or two, I just remember a group of people kind of stayed afterward to pray um, for each other. And I remember staying and just like um, really pressing in and like, praying um with and over people and just walking away from that and hearing the lord say like thank you for like um pressing into like the fullness of like who i am what i have and i know like the bible talks a lot about how we find the fullness of god in the body of christ and um so that aligns with like what the Lord was speaking. Um, so is it still like a risk then to, in that moment, I'm assuming it was, but even moving forward, like is it a risk to really open up and step into both volunteering to pray or to step into people's pain or to receive it from others? Yes. Like that still feels risky. It's still a risk. Like I have not reached perfection. <laughs> no one has. Um, totally but i'm definitely learning yeah Yeah. was there anywhere in that where you saw um like over the course of semester where you saw jesus function in that type of authenticity Hmm. yeah so hold up we'll we'll pause this part was it jack (laughs) no (laughs) yeah so was there anywhere um where I guess you saw Jesus or maybe were challenged by how Jesus functioned that authenticity. Yeah. So looking at the life of Jesus, he never really held back his perspective or his heart from his disciples or from the people, from the crowds. And he, he was always present fully Mm -hmm. and, I mean, that's how, like, I want to, like... Totally. Imitate my life. Yeah. Um, 
it's like a, he never hid. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess sometimes he did just sometimes. like disappear, but I think he was God, so I don't know how that works. That one story where he just like disappears and walks through the crowd mm-hmm. and people are like, where'd, where'd he, go? he go? I guess we're not going to throw him off the cliff right now. Yeah. All right, that's cool. Um, cool. Is there any other places where you, like uh, over the course of the semester, any other values that really kind of like kind of stuck with you? Yes. Simple honor was another big relational value that stuck with me. And um, that one, so it's about just viewing and treating people like as God's mm-hmm. own and yeah. created in his image. and Not based on their behavior. Yes, not based on their behavior, not based on whether they're weird or not. Uh, <laughs> or if they wear, wear earphones while they're taking your order. Oh, um, man. Yes, I remember that story. Um, but yeah, that was another challenging yet... Um, I guess beneficial value to yeah totally to learn. so again with that one would you find yourself like with authenticity kind of in some ways shrinking back when people are being weird and just kind of like hey we'll leave relationship at that level right there or what was it what was kind of yeah, your normal yeah. so with simple honor i found myself just um really challenged to look at how i think about people i think honor starts in the mind and heart. Mm -hmm. And I'll give an example. So I went to Whole Foods for my lunch break and I was walking toward the entrance and on my right there was this man asking a woman for money for to buy lunch. Mm -hmm. And I heard that little side conversation. And I walked past and she said no. And then I looked to my left and there was another man Um, who looked like he was experiencing homelessness and he was kind of just waiting at the front and I looked at him smiled walked in I felt something in me as to like hey what if you walked back and asked the man if like he wanted to go in and pick out something for lunch um but I didn't and I felt this like obvious guilt for um, just walking past and um, doing my own thing. But then when I walked through that with the Lord, he just reminded me that simple honor is simple. Mm -hmm. And like even acknowledging like this person's existence and like giving a smile, um, is like pleasing to the Lord. And, um, sometimes it doesn't have to be these huge acts of kindness. Um, but, um, yeah, it would have been great if he got a free lunch, but, um, that's not what happened in that moment. And like maybe one day, like I'll work to that, you know? So that Um, was a catalytic moment or like a moment of like conviction maybe. Yeah. And, just a reminder of like I want to think like pure lovely thoughts about people and not like oh he's on the side of the street like begging Mm -hmm. um 
like he should go somewhere else, but rather, um, I, I hope God like meets that need for him. Um, and even with family, um, it's hard for me to sometimes like think the best about like family members. And so, um, just this value really challenged me, um, and reminded me like, Hey, even your family, they're created in the image of God. And like, I want you to, um, think like strength based thoughts about them. Mm -hmm. Like I felt like God challenged me a lot throughout culture class to think about like, Hey, what are some things like that you love about your sister or your brother? Um, even asking God, like, God, what do you think about them? Totally. Really helps like filter that mm-hmm. simple honor perspective. Yeah, and that happened. Life. That's like before the moment you see them. Mm-hmm. Like that that work of honor is before. Yes. It's rarely in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so tell me more about that. How have you, I guess, developed that honor muscle um, maybe before? Is it just simply asking the Lord? Or what does that look like for you? For me, what it, it starts with a feeling. So like a feeling of frustration might arise or a feeling of anger and just like noticing whenever those feelings arise. And taking it to the Lord and being like, hey, what do I do with this? Yes. Um, and like you said, it's, I mean, it's work. Like, it's hard work. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you're gardening and um, like you're preparing the soil. Totally. Um, for something good to grow later. Um, so it's a lot of like behind the scenes work um, yeah. to honor someone. So where where do you I guess what do you feel like it, um I guess what did it look like for Jesus to yeah live in this or what was the work like for him So Jesus encountered a multitude of different people um <laughs> just the crowds and the Pharisees and um just like people who agreed with him and people who didn't Um, but he consistently chose to love and treat people with honor and respect and dignity, um, when they were in front of him. Um, and so an example I was thinking of was whenever Jesus would perform miracles, People would marvel at, like, what he did, Mm -hmm. but Jesus would marvel at, like, the person's faith. Yes. And so he chose to, like, look at the individual in front of him and look at their heart and be more concerned with, like, the state of their heart than, like, um, what he could do for them. Um, And, I mean compassion compelled him to heal and like compassion for like his people that were created in his image. Um, 
it's like I think another word that comes to mind is dignity. Like Jesus functioned from the lens of every person has equal dignity and everything mm-hmm. moved from that. Yeah. I still don't know how he was able to navigate some of these emotionally tense situations, but yeah. <laughs> he did. Um, so thinking through, you know, Jubilee in 2024, I guess what a year from today, um, when you think about authenticity, uh, uh, whole heart, uh, whole heart, simple honor, like, I guess what comes up to you in your heart? Like, does this feel like something that's exciting or, um, yeah, like, like, what are you hopeful for in relationships, I guess, in the next year? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm hopeful to grow. Um, hopeful for growth and for flourishing. I know that's a big word that word that we've been has using. been used yeah. a lot. And the Lord, like, wants us to experience His fullness. And He wants us to flourish in the church, in the body. And I'm just hopeful that, like, as I, like, walk with the Lord through these different values and practice them, um, like, I will see, like, fruit along yeah, the way. Totally. Yeah, totally. One of the things Rob and I have been joking about, this came up in prayer a few weeks ago. I don't exactly remember when, but to get to a point where I don't have a single awkward relationship in my life. <laughs> it's just like, is that even possible? I don't know. But the the hope of like, did Jesus have awkward relationships? Or was he just fully authentic in everything? And people just, if they're weird, they're weird. And he was fine. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I want to get to that point. Yeah, that's interesting to Where think about. Where if it's about. shrinking back or if it's trying to bulldoze forward, mm-hmm. both are ditches of not being just authentic and being myself. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for sharing all that. Um, last question, just if someone you know meets you or a family member comes up or a friend comes up is like, hey, tell me more. Like, What would you tell them is a great starting point this week? for practicing authenticity or honor? Yeah. So I would say relate to God first and then seek to relate to others and find authenticity with God, like share your heart with God and um, let the Lord speak like his thoughts over you and honor you um and then like translate that into your relationship with others absolutely yeah what would prevent someone from being authentic with god or maybe what has been your experience yeah so the first thought that came to my mind was sometimes i mean i know for me i might have not connected with God in a while um, or someone might not feel connected to God within, in the moment mm-hmm. but like the Lord is longing to connect with us and just knowing that you can approach him at any moment, anywhere um, and he's going to meet you there so, so it's the courage probably to believe yeah, that 
and Which, not withdraw from God or yeah yeah I think Rachel said this in class but the starting point for authenticity being me choosing to be authentic with God and not either withdraw from him or not withdraw what's on my heart or my mind and just like just get under God's presence and just be a shell and not Mm -hmm. actually bring myself and like that it's impossible like you can't you like demands all of us or not (laughs) so authenticity that's a big one so as you're sharing that with someone just challenging someone well be honest with God today Mm -hmm. would be a great starting point yeah yeah I like that cool well any last words that you'd want to share yeah, I did want to share oh, one thing, if please. that's okay. Yeah. It still runs in the line in the same vein of like connecting with the Lord and relating to Him. Um, but one thing I did the other day that, I don't know if this will work for everyone, but I just like sat down with the Lord and imagined that He was sitting right next to me. And um, I played a worship song. Have you ever heard Through and Through by... United Pursuit. No. It's Doesn't on. Ring a bell. If you go to YouTube, it's on there. Uh, shameless plug. I'm not their rep or anything. <laughs> um, but I was just sitting there and the lyrics are like, um, like he sees me, he loves me, or he sees me, he knows me, he loves me through and through. And just like imagining the Lord singing that over you and singing it back to him hmm. is was very connecting for me. Um, so. It's the second starting point. Yeah. Through there and through. Go. Hillsong United. <laughs> Sees me. He loves United me. United Pursuit. United Pursuit. That's what I second guess. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. But, well, Jubilee has yeah. been awesome. I appreciate you sharing your life with us. Yeah. Thanks for interviewing me. Yes. Uh, thank you all so much for joining us, and we'll catch you on the next episode.